welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV advertisements that raised us, phased us, and amazed us today. I'm in the bed. <laughs> A.K.A. our recording studio with my best friend Al, who's also a train. I'm also a train. Well, I mean, we talked about this. I have an engine and a caboose. <laughs> oh, baby, you're all caboose. <laughs> Today, I actually, right up front, I should put a little bit of a content warning on this ad. We're going to talk about uh, some war crimes. Okay. Specifically, Bush era war crimes. Ah, uh, yeah. So, you know what? If you you know, if you're not in the right mood for that, go listen to Spuds McKenzie or something, because that that will put you in a better mood. But if you want to learn more about this notorious ad that I'm going to talk about today, uh, keep on listening. I will keep on listening. Really? Because I'm the co-host. Yeah, you can't go in. <laughs> you ready? I'm pumped. Wow. <laughs> Robert E. Bailey got his start in science and biochemistry at the University of California in L.A. By 1962, Bailey became the director of training at the first U.S. Navy Dolphin Training Program. What? (laughs) We're talking about dolphins? Well, no, we're not going to talk about dolphins. Oh. But I'm sorry. I just wanted to mention it. You got me all ripe and ready. What do you think? (laughs) What do you think they're learning in there? Um, what the squeaks mean. (laughs) Do you think they're, like, because it's 1962, Cold War, right? Yeah. What do you think they're? They're going to weaponize dolphins. They gotta, right? (laughs) They have to. They're the new submarine. Oh, yeah, I think they did. I think they What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll turn that into an ad cream. Please stop weaponizing animals. If you're going to weaponize anyone, I think a dolphin. They're really nasty. Yeah, they are nasty creatures. Dolphins and ducks. Don't care for them. Don't care. Do not care for them. Very, very rapey animal. Yeah. Don't like it. You can fucking put them in the military complex. I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, tie, a, your first tie a laser to their fucking heads. I don't give a shit. <sighs> <laughs> he had never wanted to go into animal behavior and training and described his career, this career path as, quote, all a great big accident. I was just in the right place at the right time. God, the 60s. <laughs> Do you remember you could get a job? You could just walk into a place. You can fucking say, walk. I'm looking for a job. <laughs> My father-in-law... I believe he got his job at IBM because he knew someone on a boat. That's what I heard. It's ridiculous. (laughs) If it didn't happen to him, it happened to someone (laughs) in the 60s, my lord. By 1965, he and his family moved to Arkansas, where he began a career at Animal Behavior Enterprises, or ABE, and their IQ Zoo, Mm. where tourists could come and see highly trained animals take on human-like tasks. There was a raccoon named Rufus... (laughs) who shot basketballs, and a home-run-hitting chicken named Casey. What? How do you do that, though? (laughs) It's a secret. How does he do that? I don't know. It's a secret. The, the IQ Zoo is buck wild. They had it, it's you go and see animals just doing tasks like sports. playing tic tac toe. Well, I guess it does say a lot about sports. I guess they're just playing sports, huh? So <laughs> fucking hamster bowling <laughs> in the Be ball. Very good at in that. The very ball. Yeah. <laughs> Abe and Bob Bailey's science and research gained attention from the U.S. government, who was always looking into new ways to gain an upper hand in the Cold War. This time with cats. You motherfuckers. <laughs> they got a lot of money. <laughs> got a lot of money. They got a real cold war. They got a lot of time. <laughs> 
Abe began training cats with ultrasonic signals and got them to parade up and down sidewalks and main streets. Bailey claimed that this sort of training went on for years in secret. Quote, we found that we could condition the cat to listen to voices, Bailey said. We have no idea how we did it. But we found that the cat would more and more listen to people's voices and listen less to other things. Then the operation Acoustic Kitty took a science fiction turn. They didn't want to go with the uh, Meow K Ultra? <laughs> that's too close. <laughs> the CIA is that's not. That's too, too much. The team turned a cat into a living transmitter. What? With a long wire running from the cat's inner ear to a battery implanted in the rib cage. Quote, they slit the cat open <laughs> and put batteries in him and wired him up. I don't like that, said Victor Marchetti, <laughs> who was the executive assistant to the director of the CIA in the 1960s. The tail was used as an antenna. What? They made a monstrosity. That's horrifying. That's worse than the two-head dog. Oh, yeah, the two-head dog. Well, at least the two-head dog was happy. Yeah, at least the other the thing they put on him was another part of dog. <laughs> It's just another dog, <laughs> not electronics. You know what? I think dogs just want to be more dog. I think they would love to be this, like a super dog. This cat. I I didn't see what the cat's name was. I read somewhere it was named Peanut. Oh, <laughs> why you got it? But that's just sad. Why you got to give it a cute name well, and then be mean? Wait till you hear what happens. Oh no. Using ultrasonic sounds that Abe had been training with, they were able to move the cat right, left, and straight ahead. Like a little radio remote control. Mm. <laughs> all in all, the CIA poured $10 million <sighs> into designing, operating, and training this feline Frankenstein. The final outcome? For most accounts, CIA staffers drove their first acoustic kitty to a park and tried to get it to capture a conversation between two people sitting on a park bench. The prevailing theory is the cat instead wandered into the street and it was hit by a taxi. Money is meaningless. $10 million. And money doesn't mean anything. They put a battery in a cat. It's literally paper, people. <laughs> a heavy, heavily redacted CIA document discusses the termination of the project. I will put that document in my sources. Oh, good. Quote, the environmental and security factors in using this technique in a real foreign situation forces us to conclude that, for our redacted purposes, it would not be practical. Now, the, the, it's interesting because they this is heavily, heavily redacted. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, we were able to fucking train a cat. It was great. It cost us $10 million <laughs> for a cat to get cut up and then hit by a car. <laughs> bureaucracy right? though the u.s government put down acoustic kitty in the late 1960s oh. this was not the last time the cia used a cat as an agent of war but this time it had some help from an ad campaign <sighs> fast forward to december 4th 2014 the long-awaited senate intelligent committee torture report was released to the public do you remember that mm-hmm it, detained, it detailed the inhumane interrogation techniques and torture used by the CIA during George W. Bush's War on Terror. I don't know how how long did the War on Terror last. So 2001 to when? I mean, I don't know what the official sort of quote unquote. Was it just till Bush left? I mean, I feel I mean, like yes. Well, or well, Obama too. Yeah, no, I'm not, but but not not with the same theatrics. No, very much more hush hush, hush hush, drones and shit. Yeah, it included waterboarding, sleep deprivation, sexual assault, and a specific no touch torture technique, which involved the same music being played on repeat. <gasps> 
at very loud volumes for hours on end. According to a 2008 AP report on Guantanamo Bay, the music was used to, quote, create fear, disorient, and prolong capture shock. Is it, is it meow, 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 meow? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is that one repetitive? And uh, <laughs> that one a little repetitive? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. uh-huh. So I'll put them in my sources, but there's a kind of a quote where, like, the soldiers and agents were just told to use their imagination. Mm-hmm. And I I guess, I mean, music has been used in torture, you know, for a while, but this is where it really picked up. And, and the songs that they chose were very particular, mm. but I think it was just like a random thing. They were just like, hey, let's give this a shot. Yeah. The Ugh. music used commonly were rap, heavy metal, and country music. American music that was used to intentionally distance prisoners from themselves and their culture. Mozambique, or Big, B-E-G-G, a British citizen who was arrested by the CIA in February 2002 and held in Guantanamo until 2005, recalls a lot of the details about the way music affected his fellow detainees. Quote, I'd grown up in Britain. I knew what it was. But Afghan villagers, Yemenis, a lot of these guys were dazed and dazzled and confused, bewildered completely out of it. Mozam's memoir about his time in Guantanamo is amazing. Oh. Um, so I'll, I'll link that. Please too. do. I would like to read that. Some of the more popular songs included Eminem's White America, Metallica's <sighs> Enter Sandman, which I could see. Yeah. Do, 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 do. And this is a weird one. David Gray's Babylon. Oh, Babylon. Babylon. I can't, I don't know. Babylon. I, oh my God. Babylon. I don't know this song. <laughs> I'm doing it justice. Yeah, I, I believe you. Babylon. Do you think they just picked that one because the guy had it on the iPad or iPod? Must be. Or do you think it's, does it have religious? Anyway, that's that was a weird one. There was an article about David Gray actually being the only artist to complain to the CIA that his music is being used as a torture device. Wow. Yeah, he actually was the only the one. The only to, one, huh? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the only one, huh? Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. I think there was even um, there was some metal bands saying like, "Oh, I don't understand how it was used for torture." Like, <laughs> they just asked for royalties. They just pro- well, Metallica. <laughs> yep. There were two songs, however, that tortures used as quote futility music. Jingles that were so upbeat and repetitive, they were used to break prisoners into thinking that resistance was futile. The first was Barney the Purple Dinosaurs. I love you. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Oh, Which would be a fucking terror. Brutal. Right? Yeah. Just the, re- just the repetition in the, like, the musical elements of it. And it, because it's a child, like, it's childlike, that's yeah. even more creepy, I think. The second, more notorious tune, the one that was used the most, was the Meow Mix song. <laughs> Oh, no, not my precious cat. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Your cats did a war crime. <laughs> they did. Oh. So more about the, uh, let's let's talk about this Meow Mix cart. Please. In 1974, let's, hey, guys, let's stop it with the war crimes. Let's just take a fresh breath. Let's talk about a commercial. But you gotta know. You, can't. you got Well, hey, I'm never gonna forget this now. Is a, this is actually. Meow Mix is in our theme song. <laughs> Oh, no. It's part of our theme song. I didn't know. You must have. I had no idea. That's... Uh. <laughs> In 1974, Purina released their newest cat food, Meow Mix. I didn't know it was around for so long. Yeah, that's wild. And it looks like it has never changed. 
<laughs> Boy, those pieces. Like grape nuts. It does look like grape nuts. Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> Tastes like liver. <laughs> the launches ad campaign was headed by Della Femnina, Travisano and Partners Agency in New York. They, the commercial they originally envisioned included a variety of cats in action with a smooth voiceover played over top. During filming, however, one of the cats started to choke and hack on camera. <gasps> now, I read a couple things saying that, like, the cat choked on the food, <laughs> and one said it was just a hairball. Okay. But I, I'm pretty sure. Cats is cats. Cat, there's a lot of. By the way, our good friend texted me today to say that his very good, beautiful cat coughed up a feather like a two like a three inch feather oh maybe three centimeters i don't remember wow why are you cat and feathers couch oh yeah cats just gotta huh mm-hmm. this ad or sorry this led the ad agency to create gold from hairballs instead of <laughs> you. instead of deleting the footage they simply used a simple camera trick to play the cat choking backwards and forwards <gasps> Making it look like the feline was talking or singing. Oh, (laughs) no. We're going to see it. I want you to, when we see it, I want you to. They didn't just put a little peanut butter in there? No. No. Do cats like peanut butter? No, but that's what they do with uh, animals that act is they put a little peanut butter in there. I don't think so. That's true. With dogs? Oh, with dogs. Not like Babe the Pig. Maybe. You don't feed a pig peanut butter. Feed a pig anything. How about a horse? I don't know if you could feed a pig a horse. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) They brought in Linda November, a soprano from Brooklyn, who had previously sung A Coke and a Smile, the Super Bowl commercial featuring Mean Joe Green. Want my Coke? It's okay. You can have it. No, no. Really? You can have it. (sighs) Okay. A Coke and a Smile. Same voice, yeah. She watched the ad agency's footage and sang along with the moving mouths of the cats. The jingle and slogan, Tastes So Good, Cats Ask For It By Name, became an instant hit. By 1976, Meow Mix was easily sitting on top of the Top Cat Foods brand. Wow. That Meow Mix. People love that Meow Mix. It's because... It gets in your head. Yeah. Meow Mix used its incessant jingle for 45 years. Just some very initial viral marketing. Yeah, right? Uh, it also played in various TV shows and movies. It was it was everywhere. The original song was finally retired in 1996. Which cool. is, I know. <laughs> But it seems that it already has sunk too far deeply into the minds of the consumer public to let go completely. According to the survey done in 2012, 16 years after the jingle had officially been taken off the air, 81% of people claimed they had heard it in the last year. Wow. I guess it's just an earworm, huh? That, it must be an earworm. That's wild. Three, 39% said they remembered the jingle better than they remembered their online password. I believe that. But it's just meow. It's Yeah. It's, it's, it's just meow, 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 meow. Oh, that's my password. <laughs> <laughs> 17 meows in a row. I'm going to hack you. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Meow Mix's ability to morph from jingle to earworm may be why it was chosen by the CIA to be used as part of its interrogation program. A Vice article in which a group of refugees from Iraq and Afghanistan listened and reviewed the CIA's torture playlist ranked Meow Mix as the worst one of the bunch. Ah. It was number one. Quote, The Meow Mix was the most uncomfortable. 
I think it had something to do with the unfamiliarity and the proximity of cats meowing so loud. We didn't have any pets, and the cousins that did only kept dogs, and the dogs were always kept outside. There was a cultural gap and a superstitious element that were both being exploited simultaneously. When we listened to this, we realized the CIA had got something right. Music isn't always stressful, but when it's loud or heavy metal, to really torture someone, you have to give them a taste of nostalgia that is unsettled by something mundane, repetitive, and abrasive. Mm. I don't think even Acoustic Kitty would be able to resist this notorious ad campaign. Um, (sighs) One of the things that um, Mozambique, the man who was kept in uh, Guantanamo, said is, like, he, physical torture, he knew it was going to be over. Yeah. Like, the pain was going to stop. But the music... It was so random, and and it never stopped inside your head. Because mm-hmm. um, once they get it in there, yeah, you're you're doing it, it to yourself. Yeah. yeah, I actually have been thinking about this commercial forever <laughs> as I go to sleep, and it's been driving me up the wall. <laughs> Are you ready to watch this? Yeah, the OG. I, take me back in time to my childhood, please. Uh, let us take an ad break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about this ad. Cool. We'll return after these messages. Hello. Hi. That's Wayne. And that's Ashley. And we're the hosts of the Slay Queens podcast. The Slay Queens podcast is a true crime podcast dedicated to the discussion of indignities and injustices suffered by the LGBTQIA2S plus community. With a touch of humor and emphasis on the importance of equality and healthy coexistence, Ashley and I take a deep dive into the dark side of the rainbow. (laughs) That we do. (laughs) We are available to stream wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go out and slay queens. Just not each other. Just not each other. They're singing the praises of Meow Mix cat food, a tasty combination of the three flavors cats love, tuna, liver, and chicken, each a separate bite-sized morsel. So a cat gets a mouthful of variety every time he opens his mouth. Meow. Hey, cat, one more time. Meow. Welcome back to the show. Hmm. I used to sing this at my brothers to irritate them. Really? Yeah. You were using CIA tactics. I was. Without even knowing it. I had no idea. What do you think about the original ad? The original ad is, I think, it almost strikes me as less irritating as later ads. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I thought so, too. There's a moment where she slows down singing, and I think that's why. Yeah. But there are later ads where they do the meow, 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 and it also additionally does have lyrics. Oh, I love chicken. And I, I love, love liver. liver. Meow, mix, meow, mix, blah, Please blah, 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 liver. blah. Yeah. Um, and I find that one more irritating. Interesting, yeah. Because the pace never lets up. That's but true. But this one has, okay, so we're seeing different cats. Um, let's let's describe the cats. One is fluffy. They're all fluffy. They're all so good and fluffy. <laughs> they're all very good oh, and fluffy. Yeah. Um, but there's, there, I think there's three cats. Yeah, there's about three. W- one to sing, sing about the tuna, one to sing about the chicken, one to sing about the liver, and one to yeah. wrap it all up. Uh, there's That's what they're singing about. They like the tuna. They like the chicken. They like the liver. Meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. Yeah. And I don't, hey, 
I don't have a car. I can't go. You need to deliver. <laughs> you got to help me out here, man. It's COVID. Please deliver. <laughs> and then, you know, we see a, a beauty shot of the, the Meow Mix morsels, and they're like, hey, yeah. it's got these flavors. It's I three wouldn't different bites. call it a beauty shot. No, it was the I 60s. Just, um, oh, boy. <laughs> it looks pretty gross. It looks pretty abysmal. It looks pretty uh, horrendous compared to what I feed my cat. <laughs> I don't know what you... I've seen and smelt what you feed your cat. It's pretty horrendous. Well... It's like a slurry. To us. Well... The cat goes nuts for yeah, it. Yeah, and Pepper Jack, God rest his soul, also went fucking apeshit every time he went in your house. <laughs> That's true. There's a cat food that my roommate likes to try to convince me that we could just eat. Really? Mm-hmm. And I say, I don't want to. You don't want to go down that road. No. Once you pop, you cannot stop. It's, it's like baby food. You're just in it. Oh, boy. Anyways, eating cat food <laughs> aside, these beautiful, fluffy felines, they sing about the things. But yeah, like you're saying, like, because there's, they almost do try to differentiate into the three different cats' voices. Yeah. Um, and so the singer does slow down at parts or kind of change up the rhythm yeah. um, to represent that, which is, I think, much less irritating than the later iterations. Do you think the, do you, how do you like the best? Bouncing ball. Oh, I mean, it's classic. Yeah, it's, it's very Disney good. sing-alongs, you oh, know? Oh, Disney sing-alongs. I love it. <laughs> Do you like this ad better than the other ads because of the pace change yeah, in that? Yeah, I do. Like you said, there's other ads that are faster and is unrelenting. Was it specific that they used that one? or No, I don't think so. Okay, because I, I would imagine to... the later ones would yes, be more yes. torturous. I, I I just wanted to get the OG yeah. with uh, the, the original singer. And I think especially as we moved into the sort of late 90s, early 2000s and mimetic culture and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I can understand why they switched to a more... Now, this is interesting. They did re-release, reuse Meow Mix, Mm -hmm. the the jingle, but they released it in, like, a remix form, like Meow Mix remix. Oh. Yeah, it's not good. It's very bad. I can't imagine it would be good. It's very bad. (laughs) But it was for, you know, the memes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So how are we going to pump this up for a new generation? Yeah, they haven't used this. They tried, look, they tried to reuse it. It's not going to work. You can't. It's no. just, it's it's awful. And we got to get away from the, you know, the war crimes. <laughs> we got, I cannot stress this enough. Um, we're not, we're not doing war crimes. I wonder if maybe instead of a song. Okay. We did more of like a black box theater what? vagina monologues. <laughs> Uh, kind of situation with each, each cat. Uh-huh. And, you know, these don't have to be real cats. They could be no. sort of animated. Or, you know, in people? People in cat costumes? Yeah. Are they jellical, Al? Mm-hmm. They don't have to be, but it does help <laughs> if they are. Um, and they're just, you know, they're talking about their own experience. My meow mix <laughs> sounds like this. I had it delivered. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you just get, you get to know the cats a little more. You get more. to know the cats. Uh, you know their specific experiences with Meow Mix. Yeah, and one of them is probably, like, really hot. Yeah, like I mean, tr- one of them's smoking. <laughs> like that train cat. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, oh, boy, you forget. Skimbleshanks, the <laughs> railway cat, was born on the railway train. Skimbleshanks. Thank you. <laughs> That's just it. That's the and then he, oh, and uh, can I add something? If we do have people in cat costumes mm-hmm. talking about their meow mix via the vagina monologues, can they just all have a bowl of meow mix and just eat it like like cereal? Yeah, absolutely. Just like with, with a spoon. spoon. Yeah. Um, and they're just, you know, they're just telling us their raw experiences. And we're like, damn, these cats love meow mix. Maybe yeah. I should get it for my cats. Yeah. No. 
No, you should. I won't. <laughs> this is a bad commercial. <laughs> but you know what? We got away from the war crimes. Hey, and that's what's important. I mean, was Cats the movie a war crime? A little. A little. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Produced by Dick Cheney. What? <laughs> that's so weird. Wow. Okay, I think I'm ready for a local ad, and I would love to give you one. <laughs> Ooh. That was high. That was high. I was channeling some meow mix meows. Today we have a local ad from listener Reagan. Yay. Reagan says, hello ad creeps. Uh, after hearing the Foxwoods ad, I had a flashback to what was my forbidden casino, Easy Street. <laughs> this was an arcade in Calgary and it tortured me because I wanted to go so badly in junior high, <laughs> but we never could because it was in a mall on the other side of town. Oh boy. Love the pod and can't wait for more. Thank you so much, Reagan. I love how it's on the other side of town. You can't get there. You can't eat. No. No. <laughs> I think, hey, Reagan, I think your parents are fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> you simply, we simply can't get no. there. No. Okay, let's watch this ad. I don't know. Where do you want to go? Yeah, we could do that. Sounds like fun. Let's go. For the latest technology in interactive arcade journeys. Or show off your skills on a treacherous mini golf course. Ooh, what a shot. Or check out the Boston pizza menu. Whoa. There's always lots of interesting people to meet. Can I come too? Let's all go. Easy street. You just gotta go. Reagan. Tell me about this raccoon. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, tell me. She doesn't know anything about the raccoon. Did you, did you see his little rainbow I did. Penny? I fucking, this is a gay fucking raccoon. It's a uh, raccoon. The 90s energy in this advertisement. Oh, the late so, 80s, early 90s energy is. Wow, um, it brought me back. Wow, 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 We're seeing wow. kids. They're hugging a raccoon. They're playing whacka something. <laughs> whacka raccoon, maybe. <laughs> did you did you see that, like, background? Mm-hmm. I, it, it was the... You know me. I love a themed restaurant. Yeah. Where there's a lot of foam rocks. Yeah. God, I... Oh, oh my God. man. Mm. It's been a minute. Fuck. I love it. <laughs> Rainforest Cafe, don't get me started. I would love to just go... Uh, roll around in Anywhere. Some- <laughs> <laughs> roll around in some foam rocks? Yeah. Ball pit? Get me in that ball pit. Oh, I'll touch the vomit. I don't think we can. Anymore. I know. It's ball pits are over. Oh, it's over. Play places are over. Over, buddy. Everything's over. It's okay, but we still have this raccoon. We're gonna talk about him together. I noticed the background is like very faux. There was like like a faux um lodge feeling. Yeah. Which was... I feel like is very like I don't know. When I think of Calgary, I think of Edmonton. <laughs> As one does. And the West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. Um, which is somewhere I desperately wanted to go as a child. I went. I went. Really? Uh, well, not as a child. I went as an adult. It's abysmal. <laughs> Boy, it's abysmal. Oh, man. Whew. Remember malls? No. Just go to the fucking Claire's and hang out. Get your ear pierced. <laughs> <laughs> There's mini golf. At... At Easy Street. Oh, I love mini golf. There's a Boston pizza. I hate Boston pizza. <laughs> you don't like I don't, fucking I don't like Boston egg pizza. rolls, but instead of egg rolls, it's pizza inside. <laughs> That's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Reagan. That is, oh, so 
I love it. So I'm gonna much. be thinking about this raccoon. Yeah, too. yeah. I can't find anything about that raccoon. We're gonna keep looking. We're, I promise. We're on the case. We are. That your ad creeps are on the case. We're gonna do it. We're gonna find that raccoon. I cannot find anything about it. Now, if you want to be on our case, hmm. uh, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you can email us at adcreeps at gmail.com. You can also find us on the tweets at adcreeps and on Instagram at adcreeps. And if you know who that raccoon, if you know their name. <laughs> if you know a single thing. Fucking, if you grew up in Alberta, you went to Easy Street, let's, hey, let's do like a little love connection. <laughs> <laughs> not not for Reagan, but for us. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about. Between us and the raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Please tell us. Please tell us about him. Uh, also, if you enjoyed this uh, or any of our episodes, you can leave us a five-star review wherever you want, but especially those iTunes, because those algorithms really help us out. Yeah. One time we're on number 15 on the marketing scale. Hell yeah. Of Canada. Of Canada. Not in the U.S. No, 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 no. Those mommy bloggers, they have that lockdown. down. Um, But I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we are signing off. But first, a word for my spouse.